time now for University Showcase, spotlighting the athletic programs at Trebekah University, Tennessee Tech University, and throughout the Ohio Valley Conference. University Showcase is presented by Legends Bank, Tennessee Tech, Trebekah, Delta Dental, Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers, Jackson Boone Racing, Sam's Sports Grill, and Sam's Place. And now, here's your host for University Showcase, Hall of Famer, Greg Poe. Well, another Saturday without the Hall of Famer. Grandpa is on the road, and uh, it's Greg Ruff sitting in with you, and Will Brown also alongside on this uh, very cold, very cold Saturday morning. And we have a great lineup of guests here on the University Showcase. I have to tell you, Will, uh, before we get to Coach Levy, who is the uh, Trebekah soccer coach uh, and also uh, chaplain for the athletic department, so we'll have to behave when, <laughs> when, when, when he comes on. And when he walks in the offices there at Trebekah, I work at Trebekah. Right. For those that don't know, I'm the sports information director. So when Danny walks around, everybody starts behaving a lot better. They put their they put certain things away that probably shouldn't be out in if the If you office. believe that, you oh. know, yeah, yeah, all right. So <laughs> then look, coming up a little bit later, Tennessee Tech Sports Information Director, uh, Thomas Cohorn, who uh, who uh, does the same job at Tennessee Tech that I do and does a great job up there. Also worked as the uh, the guy that helps coordinate the Tennessee Sports Writer Association Player of the Week. And then UT Ad- AD Kurt McGuffin will join us, too. And he's had a little bit of success there at UT Martin. And we'll talk about all those schools and what they do. But I just want, want you to know, on the way here, my heat was working so well in my car Uh-oh. that I rolled the window down. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And you know how you hit the window and it goes all the way down to the bottom? Right. I didn't mean for it to go all the way down to the bottom, so I tried to stop it. I missed. It went all the way to the bottom. Then it wouldn't come back up. Ooh. Ooh. So I drove, I drove 10 miles, 12 miles with the window down oh, man. on you the s- interstate. You s- well, minus the heat for me, it's like my, my car was just shaking for whatever reason and then i i have that that lovely little glop of snow <laughs> that gets in everybody's wheel wells and i i had to literally like kind of go two miles per hour so everybody could see me literally so yeah it was well, a fun morning it here it wasn't my car shaking yeah ooh. it was me shaking so anyway <laughs> well, right. i bet well so let's uh let's get things started uh coach levy you don't get enough of me during the week you have to get me on saturday morning on a cold saturday morning how are you doing today no, right. I'm doing well. <laughs> Little cold though. I had to get out and drive my daughter out. She works with at uh, with horses and everything. So I had to get her out to the stables this morning, and it is freezing out. I did that. We we boarded horses for a while, and and they're great until they're uh, a day like today, and you're like, we have to. They ha- then they have to eat, right? They have to you have to take care of them every day, no matter what the temperatures are, right? Yeah, I know. She must have put about seven layers on to uh, to go out there and work with them. <laughs> Did you stay in the car? That's the question. Yeah, the whole time. Okay, all right. Yeah. I just want to make sure we were clear on that. So, so you were supposed <laughs> to have a an ID camp this week, I think. No, futsal tournament. Futsal, ID futsal tournament. Okay, all right, all right. That's right. The ID camp's coming up. The futsal tournament was supposed to be this weekend. That kind of got canceled, didn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be this morning, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, we had 16 teams signed up for it, and uh, but we'll look for we'll look for a Saturday in February to do it because it's a 
it's an annual tradition that we've been doing for um, pretty much the whole time I've been at Trebekah. Yeah, I was so. going to say, it's, it's been more than a decade that you've done it. Briefly tell people, you're, you're the men's soccer coach at Trebekah, and part of doing that is doing things like this, and, and this has been a bit of a ministry as well. So talk a little bit about the futsal tournament that you uh, that you put on every year. Really, your guys put yeah. it on now, right? Yeah, they do. They completely do it. I mean, I just kind of oversee it from the outside and everything, and so... Yeah, we've used futsal, which is a, a kind of indoor soccer um, that's played on. It's actually played on a basketball court, so it, it works out perfect using gyms for it and everything. But we've used it as outreach into the community. So there are you know some larger refugee communities in Nashville that we use it to to plug into those groups because it's very easy to to get in with those groups when you're using soccer. So it's been a great way for to get my guys like out into the community and get, um, you know, and just get them involved and see. Hey, Coach Levy, we're, we're going to, we're going to hang up. You've got a bad connection. We're going to call right back. Okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to call right back and talk about the futsal and also about Trebek. You watch, you're listening to university showcase on national sports radio. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? 
Triveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cranked. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at deltadentaltn.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Welcome back in University Showcase. Greg Ruff sitting in for Greg Pogue today, and we're welcoming in the men's soccer coach at Trevecca Nazarene University, Danny Levy. And Coach Levy, uh, good to have you, and I hope you're warm this morning. I am, yeah. Right now I am, as long as I'm inside. It is cold out there. When you when you talk about soccer now on, on the men's level, you guys play in the fall. And and used to be like even when you first came to Trevecca, how many years have you been at Trevecca now? I just finished my fifteenth season. Fifteenth year, yeah. And uh, it's been a blessed fifteen years getting to work with me, hasn't it? It has been yes. incredible. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> over the, over that time, talk about uh, the question is basically how is men's soccer, how has collegiate soccer on the division division two level changed in that time? And one of the things that I would perceive that has changed as much as anything is the emphasis in the spring is significantly more than it was 15 years ago when you arrived. That's across division two men's soccer, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say division two especially has grown tremendously. I would say in the last like seven or eight years, it's been on a pretty strong upward trajectory and uh, and the spring and as a result the spring just turns into a really important time of the year because you're you know you're trying to lay the foundation for the fall and then the level of the athletes that we're getting now are higher their expectations are higher you know their their work rates are higher so it's just it, you know it has that knock on effect that as the athletes improve they want to work more they you know they expect more and everything but yeah i would agree with you that i've seen the spring turn into a really important part of the year, much more than it used to be. We might ask you to change locations. You're starting to break up just a little bit again. We'll try uh, continuing here if we can, but maybe try a different location. Um, talk real quickly, if you can, about uh, when, when and one of the things that you need in Division Two, whether it's Division Two, II, Division One, Division Three, is the facilities that attract students and now actually keep students, right? You got, you got to re-recruit every year pretty much now with, with everything that's going on in collegiate athletics. One of the things that you've done at Trevecca 
this fall, as a fact, and now it's it's in it's active, is a new weight room there at Trevecca for the athletes. Yeah, and that's been huge to help because the facilities are, like you said, the facilities are getting to be a really important part of the recruiting process. Uh, you know, just like we were talking about, the athletes are, you know, they're we're getting higher end athletes, and so you know they're looking to they're looking for a higher end experience. And our our new weight room for sure is going to help with that. Uh, I mean, just the buzz that it created with the guys coming back from. Uh, Christmas break because it you know more or less it opened right as we went into right as we went into the break and uh, yeah it's just kind of helped kind of like give them a you know like a renewed sense of energy for the for the spring season because there's a little bit of excitement around it so it's yeah that's been huge that the university did that for us. You've been in the great Midwest uh, the entire time that the department has been division division two. So this will yeah. this is technically this is going to be your third conference, right? That you've been a part of. You were there with the transition from NAI to Division Two, and then uh, now uh, moving from the Great Midwest to the Gulf South. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I actually had never thought about that until you just you just said that because we were only in the Trans South for just a couple of seasons. Yeah. you know, before we started the transition. Uh, and everything. So, yeah, you're right. This will be the third conference that I've coached in with Trevetta. So, yeah, what do, what do you anticipate with with this change now, uh, going from the Gulf South or from the uh, Great Midwest into the Gulf South, for for in particular just men's soccer? Yeah. Well, on the men's soccer side, of things it's going to continue to be very strong and very competitive. Just like the, I mean. The GMAC is one of the stronger men's soccer conferences in the country, and the and the Gulf South is is right there with them too. Uh, so there's there's a lot of really strong programs in there. Uh, so it's still it's going to be really competitive. Uh, I think we're going to reap the benefits of the you know not traveling as much. That's I think that's going to pay off a lot. You know, not having the students gone so much, I think we're going to see injury rates decrease because they're not going to be playing. Uh, as fatigued as they were, like being on the road so much with the with the GMAC, uh, being able to go out and back to play a game, like we usually only experience that like once during the season when we go to play Kentucky Wesleyan. So that's I think it's going to make a pretty significant change in the athletic department. It also will help you uh, late in this season, in the second half of the season, uh, play in a little bit warmer temperatures probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, there's sometimes where you're traveling up to like Lake Erie, you know, up by Cleveland in like late October, and it can be brutal up there, you know. Yeah. Or having to go up to Northwood or something, and uh, so yeah, that's gonna play a big difference. But on the flip side, we also kind of lose that advantage, and when those northern teams would come down to play us in September, and it's still, you know in the 80s, which we're yeah. used to. That, you know, so, it, like, you, see, yeah. you lose a little bit, too, because some of those northern teams, they did not want to come down and play us when it's, like, 85 degrees out. And, you know, our guys are running all over the place, and they're they're shattered after 20 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. We do lose a little bit, but that, even that, that's created a lot of excitement in the guys going into the Gulf South because it's, like, this, this new challenge and everything. And, you know, just a combination of the new weight room, the new conference, that has really helped build a lot of energy so specifically about the spring season, what do you do? How do, how do you get the guys ready, and what's the schedule look like for 
some of the con- you you go outside the norm that you play. I know that in the spring. Yeah, so that's what's really nice is so they're you know they're more or less exhibition games in the spring. So we can play anybody that we want. So you know a lot of times for us we're playing people that are within a couple hours so that we don't have to travel much. So you know Belmont and Lipscomb and uh, Union University and Cumberland and Covenant. So it's really nice just getting to play guys that you don't see during the season. Although I mean, we'll see Union all the time now, but. You know, going over to play Covenant or playing Belmont, we, we typically play Belmont nearly every single spring. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's fun to play in the city against another school. And, um, yeah, it's great. I, the level of play is usually really good in the exhibition games because the guys just get to play and they don't have the weight of, the, like, the conference expectations on them. So they're typically really entertaining games to watch. All right, so we got, we got a couple of things here to, to finish with. One of those – is the success of the reserve team uh, and, yeah. and, and what that has brought to the program. But also uh, the energy behind those guys is is tremendous. It, man, it's been such a great experience. Like, I, I really, I honestly love having the, the reserve program. So we've used it to kind of, we modeled it off of the professional setup where you've got your first team and your reserve team and you're using your reserve team to bring younger players in and develop them and get them ready for the first team and I mean, we have guys that we brought in through the through the reserve team that next year they're going to be some of our main starters and wow. some of them were you know some of our main starters this year that originally started out with the with the reserve program and it's great like it's it's fantastic they come out and to the games for the for the first team and they're there you know cheering for them and everything and then the guys on the first team are out there you know being ball boys and cheering for the reserve games and we get like big student support for the reserve games too. A ton of people come out to watch their games, and yeah, it's been fantastic. We're heading into our fifth year of it, and it's been it's been one of the best things that we've started at Shabaka. Recruiting has changed over over your time here at Shabaka too. Not not just because of you, but just it's the it's how it's changed. And uh, one of those things is the college ID camps. It's it's more of a structured way of getting to look at people you're wanting to to bring in, but also people who want to come to your program and it's an opportunity for them to show in front of you how good they are, right? And then also you get to you get to uh, train these student athletes uh, yeah. in, in the way of soccer too. Yeah, it's it's turned into a, a great way to recruit. Um, potential student athletes because yeah they're basically on campus for you know a two-day tryout you know more or less so we've got like this next one I have over 50 guys coming in from all over the place Um, not just from within the state or even regionally I mean they're coming from you know Texas Chicago they're coming from all over the place so it's good we're getting these high school guys on on our campus we get to interact with them, you know, in multiple settings. So, you know, like we're having lunch with them on a Saturday. We're moving around campus a little bit with them. So it gives us a great chance to interact with them, to kind of see what are they like outside of soccer. It gives us a little snapshot of them. And then, yeah, we get to see them in a training environment. We get to see them in a game environment. Uh, and it's turned into a huge recruiting tool for us. So I've never held an ID camp where I don't sign players out of the ID camp. So it's turned into one of the main ways we, we identify and sign players. Coach Danny Levy, the men's soccer coach at Trevecca, has been our guest. Thank you for joining us, Coach, and stay warm the rest of the day. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's Danny Levy. I'm Greg Gruff sitting in for Greg Pogue this morning on University Showcase here on the Strike and Spare studio. Uh, studio. And coming up next, we'll talk with Thomas Cohern, the Sports Information Director at Tennessee Tech. Something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients. What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans, searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at ttusports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at deltadentaltn.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. 
Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Welcome in, Greg Rupp, sitting in for Greg Pogue today in the Strike and Spare studio with University Showcase. We just had Danny Levy on, the Trebekah men's soccer coach, and now we go to Thomas Cohern, who is the Tennessee Tech Sports Information Co- Coordinator, uh, joining us on the line. Uh, and Thomas, am I saying your last name right? Cohern, the first okay. star silent. All right, all right. It looks weird. It looks funky, but yeah, it's just the first star silent. Co Cohern. Okay, all right. I just yes. wanted. I I just thought I've never heard his name pronounced. So, so there. So there you <laughs> it's go. It's always been in the written form. So it's always like, oh, I don't, how is that pronounced? <laughs> that was it. that was it. Absolutely. Hey, tell me what what did, how did you get to Tennessee Tech? I, I want you to tell the story of how you got there. Well, um, graduated from Shelbyville Central High School in two thousand. Both of my sisters were already going to Tech. I was looking at, like, Vanderbilt, Washington and Lee. Uh, uh, my parents were like, you, you can't afford to go to – we don't ha- – unless you get, like, a full ride, you're not going to get that. Uh, almost went to MTSU, but my parents were like, your sisters are at Tech. Let, let's have you all go up there together. Because that was about the time my dad started getting sick. So I was just trying to keep us all together. But then while I worked on the student newspaper and everything, I met Rob Shabert and his son Matt and kind of got into the sports information side of things. And um, after working with him as a student assistant, I got hired as uh, a sports, assistant sports editor at the Cookville Herald Citizen and worked there for about 10 years covering all the high school sports in the area and serving as the beat writer for Tennessee Tech. So I never really left the tech connection behind. And after Rob retired, Mike Lehman took over as the head SID, and he, he says, this is a natural fit for you. We want you to come back to Tennessee Tech and help us cover and tell the story of Tennessee Tech athletics. Almost 10 years later, I'm, I'm still doing that. It's a hmm. great job. And just getting to tell the stories of all these student athletes and all these coaches, it's a tremendous experience. Most, most everybody who goes into the sports information business uh, does a lot of extra things. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and, and you're, you're no different than that. I mean, you, you're involved in the Tennessee Sports Writers Association. You're, you've been involved in other organizations. And, and this year, you've taken on the role of, of helping select and announce and put out the players of the week, uh, in particular in basketball, which I'm, I'm familiar with, soccer, volleyball, different, <laughs> different ones like that. And why do you do stuff like that? That's my question. Well, it's important. It's, it's getting the student-athletes recognized Um especially, I mean, smaller levels. They don't get the attention that, say, we do on the Division One level. And they're putting up just as good numbers. And it's just getting their story out there, getting getting their attention. It's like the uh, the player from Carson Newman that hit all the three-pointers yeah. in the last couple of games. 
I don't know if any national outlets picked up on that, and that was an that was an incredible performance. That's that's something you don't even see on the Division One level that often. Yeah. So it's it's just trying to share their stories and get their get the attention out there because there are some great student athletes on every level of, of college athletics. Well, that was and again that that's that's what I expected to hear, and that's what you do for for Tennessee Tech. You're actually doing that before you came to work there as as a as the Absolutely. beat writer and and telling the stories of all the of all the high school kids and and that is that is important work. Let's talk a little bit about Absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about telling the story of Tennessee Tech because you guys have um a new football coach. Talk about Bobby Wilder, how how he got there and kind of what's happened since he it looks it looks like a wave a a purple wave uh, <laughs> since he got in there is what is what I would describe it. That is a very good way to put it. I mean, Coach Wilder is energetic. He is so excited to bring Tennessee Tech back to its championship glory days. Um, he, he spent a lot of years at Old Dominion, built that program up from the FCS level to a FBS uh, reclassification. Yeah. And – he was successful on the FCS level. I, I forget the, the, the exact record at the moment, but he, I think it was like 46 and 14 before they moved up to the FBS. And they had a great start in the FBS and com, uh, in the Sun Belt Conference. And, well, no, it was Conference USA. Yeah. Um, and, of course, great first couple of years. They won a bowl game. And then, I guess, it was right before COVID, and everything just kind of ran through the system. It's just—I don't know. I guess I'm not. It, the record didn't quite finish off in those last couple of years, but after he after he left Old Dominion, he he, he was looking for the right opportunity. He he didn't want to be an assistant coach somewhere. He wanted to be a head coach, so he was looking for the right place at the right time. And after Mark started talking to him in December, I think it clicked. It's like, I want to come to Cookville. I want to lead this program to new heights. And he has come in. It has been like a tidal wave. He has brought in a fantastic group of assistant coaches, all of them with great experience, with, with great programs, some of them with FBS experience, some of them with FCS experience. But – well, you're bringing in one an offensive coordinator who put together a fantastic offense at New Hampshire this season, um, including a player that was up for the Walter, the Walter Payton Award, which for listeners that don't know, that's the mm. FBS uh, equivalent of the Heisman Trophy. So it's exciting, and that's bringing it's bringing a element of excitement that Tech fans haven't had in a, a couple of years. Um, and with everything around the construction projects for the football stadium, it's tr- it's helping get the community back reinve- back into being reinvested in the program. And you guys have a good community that supports Tennessee Tech. I, I have broadcast there uh, some of the Tech games over the years. Uh, I'll never forget, uh, I think my first time ever broadcasting there was uh, a Vanderbilt women's basketball. I was doing the Vanderbilt games and came up to do Tennessee Tech. And uh, that place was electric. Uh, oh, for that you game. get the right, 
you get the right opponent in there, and that place is, as you said, electric. Now, I, do, I mean, do you guys remember, still do the uh, the confetti or whatever? Oh, the blizzard. The blizzard, no, yes. That, that got that got retired a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, I, I wondered how long that would me. last, but they, they did that during that, and I, I still have some in my hair. Well, I don't have hair anymore, so <laughs> it, it left left with my hair. But and trust me, we would we would love to bring it back. But um, that's one of the things. It was with the MTSU rivalry. Yeah, we did that for the most part. And after MTSU left and joined the FBS, it was kind of hard to get the students to support behind it. So, I mean, we get a good rivalry going again with another team. I, I think we can try to bring that back. May have to, may have to bring that back. You, you, we talked about uh, with Danny Levy, uh, talked about facilities, and, and that's something that I wanted to touch on with you uh, because you talk about Tucker Stadium and the Football Operations Center. Uh, turf going down on baseball and softball. These days in collegiate athletics, in the era of the NIL and the uh, and the transfer portal, it, it's right. it's just everybody's out there trying. As you talk about keeping up with the Joneses, it's it's double that now, and and right. it's important to be able to maintain your athletic competitiveness because uh, because here's what you got to have: you got to have student athletes that can come and perform at a high level. Absolutely, and these are upgrades that to be honest, have been long needed. Um, yeah, Tucker Stadium's had turf for all, almost its entire time. It gets refreshed every 10 years or so. But baseball and softball, they've, they've needed that. And it helps from a financial standpoint in that they're constantly not having to uh, maintain the field. So it take, takes a lot of work off of the student-athletes and the support staff, as well as the money on trying to get the fields playable in, in any kind of weird weather conditions. Um but yeah, with the NIL and transfer portal situations, you're you're constantly having to recruit your own players even after you've got them here. So you've got to give them the experience that they want and get give them the the best situation, the best environment, the best facilities for them to grow and become better student athletes. What does uh, from a sports information director? By the way, we're talking with uh, Thomas Cohern, the sports information director at. Uh... Tennessee Tech, what does bringing turf to baseball and softball mean to you? To, to me, it means that less rainouts. There I mean, you go. We can get the game, <laughs> we can get the game on, the, on the field. As long as it's not light, lightning, we'll play. And we, we've, we've played on full turf fields before at Vanderbilt. It's, it's different. I mean, even the infield is completely turf. The, the mound is turf. So it's it's a playable surface. I mean, you can. We've played at Vanderbilt in pouring rain in a game that you would think any other field. No, there's there's no way we're we're going to get called. And nope, play the entire game with driving rain. And as long as the the batter could see the ball, the umpires were good to go. So it helps us continue the game, get the games in. We don't have to worry about uh, bringing out pallets of diamond dry to get a game just to even try to play a game we know that any given day we can go out there we're gonna we're gonna get to see a ball game and and if you, if you don't love being in baseball and going out there for a, a in the nine inning game and just saying all right let's just relax and score some score some baseball i mean it's 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 like the line in Moneyball. if you can't be romantic about baseball what can you be romantic about <laughs> 
Moneyball is always a good one to uh, to reference. Oh, I mean, that's that's what, and that, and to me, that's also helped student athletes because you don't have to reschedule, you don't have to postpone, you know, and and it helps right. helps with the sports information director's work, but also the the parents know that yes. that they're going to get to come and see their kids play if they got to drive drive a good ways. And I know that that was something, but you know, grow up a Cardinals fan, Cardinals were always infamous for getting their games in no matter what, uh, even, <laughs> you know, and so. And part of that was because they did have turf for for part of that right. part of that era, but they always kept the field in a way that they and and built it in a way that it drained well, so they could get the games in because they had so many people driving from so far uh, to come watch the Cardinals game. So they wanted to to make sure that if they drove that far, they get to see a game and not he, uh, head home or, or extend their stay. So uh, to me, that's right. that's a you know I, I was I like the grass, but the turf just makes more sense in a lot of ways now for especially for baseball and softball. Uh, to be able to get, and, and, get the games in, and like you mentioned, on the academic side, they're not missing classes because yeah. of makeups. Yep. So that's also huge. Absolutely. And then practice. You can practice year yes. round. Uh, you yeah. know, no matter no matter what, you can get out on the field and get and get more uh, more repetitions in. Uh, and then not having to use the athletic performance center, which is indoors, which is a, with a small field, if sure. it gets really bad weather, but because it limits them in what they can do, baseball and softball wise. Absolutely. Good. Good points. Um, Talk about talk about where Tennessee Tech basketball is. You you had a young lady who I, I'm very familiar with. Had a, okay. it was a 31 and 10 point game the other night. She played softball with my daughter uh, okay. one, one summer. And uh, talk about her and her development because I, I I'm very impressed with her. It was back then, and uh, and then talk about your basketball programs where they are right now. What they got to do the rest of the season to to get in the postseason. Are you talking about Reagan? Yes, yes. Reagan Grimes. Reagan oh, Grimes. She is a great player to watch, and she's just a sophomore, and she is putting up fantastic numbers. The, the Tennessee State game the other night, she actually had not gotten – she didn't get to play at the Gentry Center last season oh. because of a death in the family. So this was her first time getting to play at TSU, get to play in front of some of her hometown area fans, mm-hmm. and she had a tremendous performance. Um, and she is such a great kid. She is one that really starting to become – I like, I like to say glue players for the program. To me, last season, Jada Gwynn was that glue player. To me, Reagan Grimes is really starting to grow into that glue player. And Coach Roseman actually has several players that you could kind of call glue players because it is a very balanced lineup. Uh, you can throw in Peyton Carter. You can throw in Malia Owens. And anytime those players are out there, they're, they're, getting the, they're getting the work done. And they find ways to win, even though you don't have players that are putting – well, let's rephrase this. Malia Owens had a 30-point game earlier this season. Reagan had a 30-point game against Tennessee State. But that's not going to happen every night. You're going to have most of the most of the team is going to be a very balanced 12 to 15 points across the board. You can have about four or five players in double figures, and it's not going to be one player trying to do everything. It is a very true team, at, uh, team effort. Um Coming off of winning the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament this past season, the conference race this year is, well, it's wide open. Southern Indiana, who is a Division II uh, reclassification, this is their second year in the conference, mm-hmm. they're leading the way undefeated in the, re- in, the, in the league. And they're good. The defense is fantastic. They've much improved over their first season, and they're, they're making a lot of teams in the conference take notice. That's, that said, 
it's still January. There's still a month and a half left to play in conference play, and it could still be anybody's race. You start seeing these teams for a second time, things could be a completely different uh, situation. I know Southern Indiana's played a lot of home games, so once they start visiting more of the opponent schools and having to face a uh, an enemy environment, so to speak, it might be a completely different story. I still like Tennessee Tech's chances. They've played very well in the start-off conference play. UT Martin game was an interesting game. Little Rock Tech was in it to the last second. But still, I still think Tech is very capable of winning any game in the conference at any time. So it's all going to come down. I really think the season is going to come down to the, the way the tournament's going to go in Evansville. But that's that's a cliche. That's what happens every year. It all comes down to the tournament. But it, it's what to me the, the standings. It's wide open. All right, we've got about a minute here, so I need you to touch okay. on beach volleyball, baseball, okay. softball. How they're starting and when they're starting coming up here in a little bit. All right. Well, baseball come baseball and uh, softball coming up in February. The big early event for baseball is a three-game series in Cookville against Notre Dame, and that's a wow. that's a huge get for us. Uh, that's, and that's a very good Notre Dame baseball program. I think they were in the College World Series, if not this past season, the year, maybe the year before. Very good program. But we're also used to playing a lot of big talent like that, like against Tennessee and mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. Of course, those are local. Uh, softball coming up with a lot of preseason tournaments. They'll, they'll get tested early, but they'll see a lot of winnable games early on as they try to overcome their season last year. I think they or have much improved. They've, they, they took, they saw what needed to be re- filled in and have worked hard on getting that ready to go. Beach volleyball, this will be their second season coming up, and they learned a lot of lessons, and yet they were still very competitive in the OVC this past season. So I think getting having a lot of experience coming back will help them as they get you know, going into their second season. Thank you, Thomas, for joining us. Thomas Cohern, the Tennessee Tech Sports Information Coordinator, We'll come back next with UT Martin AD, Kurt McGuffin. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit jacksonboonracing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu.
miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. Greg Rupp sitting in for Greg Pogue on University Showcase, broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare Studios. We had Danny Levy on with Treveca, the men's soccer coach there. We had Tennessee Tech Sports Information Coordinator Thomas Cohern. And now we go to Martin, Tennessee. UT Martin Athletic Director Kurt McGuffin joins us. And, Kurt, welcome in. Thank you. I appreciate you having us on and what you do for the Ohio Valley Conference and in this program. Well, I tell you, what, one thing i got to ask you about UC Martin, I mean, or Martin, do you, do you guys have snow up there? I would assume you do. We've got a little bit of snow on the ground. We have some ice the day before. So we have had a rough week of getting classes started back up. But uh, we'll get started hopefully Monday again and and uh, get all our teams up here. I used to broadcast uh, Belmont uh, basketball games, and they were playing at Bethel one week. And then the OVC game of the week was up there, and a guy named George Plaster. I don't know if you know who George is, but George oh, yeah. was George was uh, uh, on the broadcast team for that. And he calls me and says, uh, "Gruff Dog, you're going to? I see you're going to uh, Bethel to broadcast." I said, "Would you mind driving me up to Martin uh, because it's supposed to snow?" And so I had to drive all the way to Martin, drop Plaster off, go broadcast the game, and then go back and pick up Plaster and drive home. And of course. 
about the time I started driving back to get him at Martin, it started snowing. And the drive yeah, we, back to Nashville from there was not pleasant. Yeah, I bet it wasn't. You know, that you know, I'm from I'm from a little further north and down here we don't treat those roads. So, you know, those those days become long for these kids when they're out of school all week. Hey, hey let me ask you this. How many years have you been at Martin? I looked around and saw where you've been, but how how long have you been at Martin now? I'll finish my seventh year in June. So yeah, seven years. When you came when you took the job there, what was mm-hmm. the what was one of what were the two or three things that you wanted to get done and, and how have you gotten those done? Well, I think our biggest thing here in Martin, you know, being a smaller community is is our facilities and how can we improve our facilities when we bring kids in on campus. What are we showing them? And, you know, we've done some things and have some things planned for the future. You know, replacing our turf. You know, the new press box was great when I got here. Um, you know, doing some things in the Elam Center to update that and, and have plans to redo locker rooms and, and paint and, and refresh some things. So when kids come on campus, where are they working out? Where are they performing? And, and that's what we feel like is our best thing that we can do for our coaches. Next question is, what what are the things that you're most proud of that uh, either your teams or athletes or coaches have done, or, or as a department? Well, I think, it, you know, academically, when I first got here, we had 330 student-athletes. We've since grown to four, over 450 student-athletes. We had one person overseeing our academic area. Uh, we've added two and a half other people to that. We went from a 2.79 GPA. Now, for the last five years and the last eight semesters, we've been over a 3.2 GPA. So adding those student-athletes and really putting an emphasis on our academics and really more one-on-one mentoring and tutoring has really helped our department, as well as, you know, competing. You know, not just we're not just, you know, football winning at a high level. We've had, you know, over, you know, five or six different teams win OBC championships in the last three or four years. And, and that's, that's really, really good spot on our athletic department. Uh, your, your academics have been outstanding there. And throughout your career, I noticed like you were at uh, Missouri Western and they had, I think their highest uh, GPA and uh, time there. Why, why is that important to you? Well, I think it's 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 the future. You know, getting kids and promising them that they're going to graduate, promising their parents they're going to graduate. Well, you got to you got to fulfill those promises. And I think the last two places I've been, um, you know, didn't have the funds to to build an academic center or fund positions to help your student athletes. And we just reallocated some things. We worked on getting grants to, from the from the NCAA to provide uh, some of, the, of that support because uh, we're deemed a low-resource institution from the NCAA. So getting a grant to build a new academic center to, to put more emphasis on staff uh, has really helped us, and, and, and that's, what, that's what it's about. You know, we want these kids to come in and graduate and, and then uh, get a championship ring while they're playing their sport, and I think that's important. I've been to St. Joseph, Missouri, and I understand why you would like being there. You're at Missouri Western uh, there. You also, uh, pro- I, I'm guessing that you're a Chiefs fan. Am I accurate on that, about that? And tell tell people why. Well, we're a little divided, you know, because my <laughs> wife's from Western Kansas, so I got a Denver okay. Broncos fan okay. in here too. But but yeah, the Chiefs fan, you know, being at Missouri Western for five and a half years, we ran the Kansas City Chiefs training camp and and got to know all the the coaches and and players and administration there for the Chiefs and provided just a, a top notch facility for them to come in and do their summer training. 
Uh, Coach Reed was unbelievable and, and loved. He was one. Of, I think he's one of the few NFL coaches to take them away from campus or away from the, their current, like Kansas City, and go to St. Joe, which is about 45 miles away. So it was. It was just a great experience. Uh, a lot of work, but a great experience. What did you What did you learn that made you a better athletic director from from having them there? You know, you've you've really got to plan things out. You know, that's a whole different level. You know, the amount of the you know fan support there. I mean, there there were people lined up there at five in the morning for a six at night practice. You know, just to get in the door to get a great front row seat to try to get an autograph from one of those players. So you really got to manage uh, your staff to to give them what they expect so that they keep coming back there, having their facility, having their uh, their camp there. And, and, you know, it helped that they, they put in some money to build our facilities at Missouri Wellston, a new indoor mm-hmm. facility and everything like that. But uh, it was really a great experience for all of our staff and our community. Uh, you uh, not only are athletic director, uh, and most of the time, most athletic directors who spend any time in the job end up on committees. And mm-hmm. uh, whether it be the conference or nationally, uh, you're serving as the chair of the NCAA Division One Women's Softball Committee, and you're the uh, second vice president of the Division One Football Championship Subdivision. Uh, talk about each of those roles and uh, and kind of what your what your role with that is, and and the goal of those uh, committees. Yeah, I always believe that you know it, it, it's good to be the athletic director, but to serve your your conference, to serve on the NCAA level at a at a high level on any committee, it's it's real important. It, it brings exposure. To both the conference and the university that you work at um you know those committees um you know the being the chair this year is a, is a lot of work you know you try to get the bracket correct so i'm watching we'll watch a lot of softball games and and try to when i sit in the room and and do that bracket and do all the planning for the the, the championship you know that's what goes into that and and it's a lot of work for this last year i was on the women's basketball incidentally women's basketball committee uh, for a couple of years, I, I fulfilled Teresa Phillips's the last two years on her term since her since she retired, so that was a great experience as well. Uh, and those are just they just bring exposure to to your conference, and you try to you know just represent and, and do the best you can on on the getting the right teams in the fields if you're on those sports committees. And I've really enjoyed it. The FCS committee is, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on with FCS football right now and, and a lot of changes, and, and it's been real important to work with that group and try to uh, promote change and, and try to make sure that FCS football is stable, uh, which I believe in it, and I think uh, I hope that it continues and, and does what I think it's, it's made for. That, that's one of the things that, I, I mean, I've thought about that quite a bit, and I know I'm sure you've thought about it a lot more than, than I have, but what's going on with division one football with the with the big conferences whatever you know and and how that impacts people like ut martin uh like tennessee state and and others other schools like that to continue to be viable because you guys do get a lot of support there in martin and and schools like you do get but you have to have people to play that you can compete against and and match up against so talk about that and, and kind of maybe some things you see happening that will help uh, help that level of football continue to be viable. Well, no doubt there there's going to be some triple trickle down effects from everything from NIL to transfer portals. We've already seen that, mm-hmm. you know. But you're you're correct. We, what we do at our level in our conference and FCS football is important. 
there is a, there is a place for for FCS football, just like there is a place for D2 football, D3 football. And, you know, I'm excited which the direction we're going because, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to, to compete uh, and to financially support, you know, any program. But I, I do believe that we're on the right track to, to keeping FCS football viable and, and, and continuing its support. Uh, because these small towns, these communities like Martin and Cookville and, and all the other OVCs and other com- uh, communities, they, they want our, our university and, and they want football and all the sports that we provide. And, you know, I'm excited for the future. I think we're going to see a few changes, you know, plus good and bad, you know, and, and hopefully um, we, we'll continue. You guys have, uh, I mean, you're, you're more in a more rural area uh, mm-hmm. and you have rodeo. Talk about that. Right. Uh, to me, that's intriguing. I grew up. I grew up in small towns and, and around rodeos and stuff like that. I never thought it would be a collegiate sport, but I'm excited that it is. Well, if you've never been to our rodeo, which has you know been voted best collegiate rodeo, you know this side of the Mississippi, it's it's a treat. You know, it's sold out for three nights in the middle of April, and, and uh, it's it is a fun event. You know, and and Chase Thrasher, our head football, our head rodeo coach, does a, just a wonderful job you know, putting on that event, just like John Luthie did before him. But, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those sports that it's not an NCAA sport. Uh, so there are some variances in some of the rules that as far as there's not as many as far as recruiting and, and travel for those kids because those kids can continue to win the, their winnings. But it, it is a sport that uh, Martin supports, or the area supports. Uh, basically, it's basically a self-funded sport so that, that when oh. they put on their rodeo and they sell sponsorships and tickets, that that money is going back into their grant and aid uh, to, to support them. Uh, so it's it's a, just a, it's been an experience. I didn't have rodeo before as well. I mean, I went to Kansas State. We had a club rodeo team, but not in an athletic department where you support rodeo. But I wouldn't have it any other way. It is, it is really a fun uh, sport to be around those kids. Uh, when they get to perform. I want to thank you for joining us. UT Martin Athletic Director Kurt McGuffin here on University Showcase. I hope you have a good rest of the weekend, Kurt. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. This is University Showcase. I'm Greg Gruff, Will Brown here, and sitting in for Greg Pogue. Grandpa today is out. He'll be back with you next Saturday right here in the Strike and Spare Studios. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.